This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. It is time to give you our picks for what is this week two of college ball football mm-hmm. yeah let's do it Pick six. Pick six. i was wondering if we would have a sounder all right jenks i see you chomping at the bit go ahead oh are you watching me on <laughs> twitch are you watching because you're seeing the hook of horns hey if you want to put the horns down that's on you, man. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. You know why? It's been happening for 50 years. Have you heard of the Red River Shootout? You come up to me, ooh, horns down. I've heard it forever. It doesn't faze me. You know why? Because the mighty Longhorns are going into Tuscaloosa. And I wish I had the guts to take Texas plus seven. Please, please. I am watching this game on Saturday. I have built my life around this game over the past year. This is supposed to be the year. No pressure. No. Pr- this is supposed to be the year that Texas finally wins 10 games and wins a conference championship. We did not look good against Rice. And yes, I said we, like I'm a part of the team. I like the under here. Total set at 54. I understand that Jalen Milrow is a stud, and he was throwing the deep ball really well last week. Quinn Ewers has plenty of weapons. He's got to get protection. Ultimately, though, both defensive lines in particular in this game are absolute monsters. Last week, if you looked at the numbers, the number one and number two defenses, particularly on the defensive line, Alabama and Texas. There's a ton of offensive talent on the field. I think this is actually going to be a lower scoring game. The money keeps coming in on the under. Yesterday, it was 54 and a hook. Today, it's 54. I'm going under in Tuscaloosa and praying to God above, calling in all my favors that Texas can get a money line win. I don't know if that happens, but the under is the play. Well, clearly Jenks is invested in this game. Uh, yes. So we will be rooting for him. Uh, we you. will be rooting for Texas as a show. Uh, but it does make me nervous because Quinn Ewers did look a little uh, shaky in his oh, first yeah. half to start the season, but we will see. It was the first game of the season. It's hard to judge a team based on, you know, one bad half, but also you're going against Alabama. So we shall see. We will keep our eyes peeled. And if you want to watch that game along with Jinx, that game is a 7 p.m. kickoff uh, in Tuscaloosa. Pick six. Pick six. All right, speaking of games that we don't want any points in, this is not a game that will be as fun to watch as maybe Texas-Alabama, but that's what I'm banking on. I'm taking the under 36 and a half between Iowa and Iowa State. It is laughable when you see a total this low, but if any two teams can achieve this, it is Iowa and Iowa State. If you look at these two teams last year, they were cash cows to the under. Under in eight of the last 10 head-to-head matchups as well. And also Iowa State ending the season seven and one to the under. Iowa hitting the under in five of the last seven, even with totals in the 30s. So when you see this number, it does seem daunting, but Iowa has proven that even with these really low total games, 
that they can still hit the under. This game feels like, you know, 20 to 13 final score. And also don't know if you've noticed this, but we do have a rule change in college football this year where we have a running clock. Uh, so the clock does not stop uh, when you get a first down with the exception in the final two minutes of the game. I think that we've seen unders in the past. Mm -hmm. I think the under will be even more the play this season because of that rule change. So I'll go the under 36 and a half between Iowa and Iowa State. Oh, I like that a lot. That would be my play as well. Ryan Ferentz, are you going to get to 25 points? No, you might not get to 15. You know what I'd do if I played for the Hawkeyes or the Cyclones? I'd bet on this game. That's what I'd do. Go well, ahead. they do. I know. The problem is they do, and they bet on the under. Why not, guys? You got the insider information. Why not? Give it a shot. If your own players kid. are betting on the under for your team, I'm going to bet on the under for your team, too. Give it a shot, boys. Crazier things have been done in college. I love the under here. I'm with you. It's a low total. This is going to be one of those 17, 14, just grind it out wins for one of these teams. I like Iowa minus the four, but I like the under even better. If you want to see this slugfest, kickoff set for 3.30 tomorrow in Ames. Pick six. Pick six. All right. Who is this? Utah or Baylor? Double D. It's Utah? Oh. We are Utah. We are the Utes. Nailed it. Doesn't go like that at all. Making it up as I go. I'm going with an alternate spread here. Okay, this is, I believe, Utah minus seven and a half. I'm going to go Utah minus six. Lay the juice. Minus 148 at Baylor. I want it below the key number. This feels like maybe it's a trap because Utah, huge letdown spot coming off that win against Florida. But here's the thing. The Bears had no business losing to Texas State. And Texas State has a great offense, by the way. It's up-tempo. It's fast. A lot of athletes. G.J. Kinney, head coach, used to play at Texas. He's been around, really instituted some pride there in San Marcos. However, the key here is that Baylor's quarterback, Blake Shapin, is out for at least two to three weeks recovering from a sprained MCL. That's all the Utah defense will need. I don't think it matters if Cam Rising plays or not. Utah, minus six, minus 148 at Baylor. A little creative here. I saw where you put that, and I was like, dang, this line's going in the wrong direction. What am I doing here? <laughs> no. uh, if you can find a seven, obviously that is my advice, but I will still lay the seven and a half with Utah because I think this game is still a huge mismatch, especially on the offensive and defensive lines. That's where Utah really shines. We saw it in the first game of the mm -hmm. season because remember the narrative going into that one was, oh no, Cam Rising's not playing. How's Utah gonna fare against an SEC school? Uh, well, they shut him down. What was it, 24 to 11? Florida scored a mere 11 points against this Utah defense. So I don't think the quarterback play really matters that much for Utah, at least in this game, uh, facing a Baylor team that, like you said, just lost to Texas State and now does not have their starting quarterback. Utah has one of the best offensive lines in the country. And this early in the year, I think they're also the play because mm -hmm. they have such stability at head coach. So I'm going to go with Utah here. I'll lay the points, whatever they are. It does not bother me that this game is in the road. Baylor is a mess. So I will be taking the Utes at minus seven and a half. If you want to play, if you want to watch that one, uh, it's going to be noon in Waco. 
Is this Ohio? Where do we get all of these blockbuster songs? And cry Bill, is this you? Well done, my friend. This is the Ohio Bobcats fight song. <laughs> Someone please cut that off, please. Not cut that off, I mean clip that off. Save that forever. Save that forever. Well done. I cannot believe I'm betting this game. This is how little I know about college football right now. I mean, I know college football, but man, it's tough to bet on. Florida Atlantic is hosting Ohio. I am laying three and a half with Florida Atlantic. This is a dumb move for a couple reasons. First of all, who bets on Ohio and Florida Atlantic? I know the Florida Atlantic quarterback. It is Casey Thompson. He's been all over the place. He was in Texas, went to Nebraska. Now he's at Florida Atlantic, but he was very good last week. Now, who did they play last week? Monmouth. Ugh. Do they have a football team? I guess so. I do think based on the numbers here, this line should be around six or seven. Who also is at Port Atlantic? Former Texas head coach Tom Herman. So I follow these teams a little bit. The Bobcats just aren't good in non-conference play. They have not covered the number. Not covered the number in 12 of their last 13 non-conference games. This is a non-conference game. I think the line is too low. I believe in Casey Thompson on a smaller level. Florida Atlantic minus three and a half hosting Ohio. Ooh, that feels like a good basketball matchup. Like yeah, FAU, Ohio with that fast-paced offense. I remember their offense. Man, that feels like a fever dream. College basketball seems so long ago. Uh, but if you want to watch the two juggernauts going head-to-head, -head, huh. Ohio, Florida, F FAU, uh, 6 p.m. kickoff tomorrow night in Boca Raton. Big six. Big six. All right, it's time to really get your juices going. And it's time to place your money on UConn football. That's right, the game of the century. UConn, Georgia State, I'll take the three points with UConn. Don't know if you've noticed, but UConn has won a lot of betters money over the last couple of uh, seasons, or I guess it would be last season. Jim yeah. Moore Jr. has brought a new life into this program, uh, eight and two against the spread in their last 10. I think three points is plenty here. And plus they have been good in this situation when they are less than double digit dogs, three and all against the spread in their last three in this spot. So when UConn's getting a little bit of credit, it means that you need to pay attention. So I'll take UConn. Uh, getting the three against Georgia State. I think that's a smart pick. You cannot go wrong. What a turn. I miss the Randy Etzel days, honestly. I miss the days when you could rely on UConn to get donkey stomped every weekend. It would be the favorite. Let's throw out a team. Pittsburgh taking on UConn. Pittsburgh minus 53, and you just lay it, and you lay it <laughs> every single week. It was incredible. What is Randy Etzel doing now? I wonder. We need to look that up. Does anyone know? Coaching another team, know. a high school team that right now is 0-1. They got blown out by 45 the first game of the season. <laughs> I don't know. Who was that uh, NFL coach that went from coaching like the Giants to like a high school coach? The one with the crazy eyes. Do you remember? Ooh, guy with the crazy Adam eyes. Adam something? I don't remember. He coached the Dolphins. Oh, I don't remember. Adam Gase? Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. And then yes. he was high school and he was terrible there too. That's what that reminded me of. Adam Gase. Bless him. Bless him. Also, Randy Etzel retired. 
and rightfully so, sir. You went out with a splat. Playing golf six days a week, according to an article I'm reading. I believe that. He got paid to lose. I no longer feel bad for Indians. No, do not. (gasps) For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.